yeah, six A Division two. I'm I'm here for Amarillo Tascos to Edinburgh Vela state title game. All right, I would like to put the official Tep and Step stamp on Amarillo Tascosa versus Edinburgh. Yeah, Vela. I'm here for that. Tep and Step. Premium Texas High School football podcast from your friends at Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. I am the Tep, Greg Tepper. Hello, I am the Step, Matt Step. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for being a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. We love you very, very much. You your are friends who love you. We, yeah, we we do. Like when I was at my Thanksgiving table and I was eating uh, delicious, delicious turkey and stuffing. And mashed potatoes and cranberry sauce. So much. I was saying, you know what I'm thankful for? I'm thankful for the insiders. Oh, yeah. I'm thankful for the insiders. Because they, they help put that food in your tummy. They put that food in my tummy. So. By the way, how did your smoked turkey breast turn out? It went good. It went good. Uh, uh, not good? not great. It, okay. there's, there's Next time around, I know what I did wrong. I think I, okay. I, think I cooked it a little too hot. And mm-hmm. so I need to bring it down and take a little bit more time with it. But overall, I mean, even even like good smoked turkey is still really good. Absolutely. And it was like the Aaron Franklin rub of just like salt and black pepper. So it's like real, it's got that kind of bite to it. It's really, really good. So it was very, very good. Mm-hmm. Anyway, this is your area round review and regional semifinal preview down edition. 16 teams in each bracket. We are down to 88 games this week. Yeah, just under 100. Games. Under 100. I, th- I looked at it in, in 11 man. There's three games on Thursday, mm-hmm. 57 on Friday. And 20 on Saturday. Man. It's just like, that's not enough. I've got to be honest. Like, we need to add another round of the playoffs. That's just the only way to do it. Oh, gosh. Could you imagine? Uh, I I could, and <laughs> I love it. Is Well, yeah, could you imagine the, the, uh, the get-off-my-lawn crowd? Oh, my gosh. Yes. It, they would be... They would be quite insufferable. They've been proven wrong by all the fourth-place teams that are still alive in the I playoffs. I do. And you know what? We gave... Um, we gave some trouble to um, Lance Lonard, our good friend Lance Lonard, out the Amarillo Globe News because he was one who was at first, yeah, after the first night of the playoffs, he was like, "Oh, this is this is a joke." You know, these four fours are getting blown out by these ones. After the exactly after the first round, after the first night, Thursday which is night. literally the worst and least like. That's what I'm looking for. It's like the least representative of the playoffs that first night because it's all the teams, all the coaches who have a pretty good feeling yeah. that they're going to beat the dog out of somebody. And the teams that are going to get the dog beat out of them are like, okay, let's just get it That's over fine. with. That's fine. We can get it over with. We <laughs> let's just get our offseason started today. We don't need to drag this out. We can yeah. spend a Friday putting around, putting away pads. But in any case, now we've got, what, six, four seats left over? Is that right? Five or six? No. Uh, or is it eight? No, there's more. Uh, I think Lance said, hang on. Well, in, you can't count the four seeds in 6A because they don't technically play BS, I can't. ones. But I know a couple of uh, – I know Haltom and mm-hmm. – not Haltom, excuse me. Uh, Hebron mm-hmm. and uh, Mesquite Horn are still finished alive. fourth. They finished fourth in their district. Yes. Uh, Spearman. they're not four seeds because they – you know, Division One, Division Two. Spearman's a fourth seed. Uh, six. Uh, six are left in 5A below. Okay. So Timberview – Mansfield-Timberview. They're a they're a bizarre story. Yeah, yeah. Be, they've beaten the Colony and Magnolia West back to back. Yeah, that impressive. like the the win over the Colony. It's like okay, maybe the Colony wasn't that good, but then Magnolia West is that's a great good win. team. Yeah, uh, Decatur and Salina, mm-hmm. Gilmer, 
Yeah, that's not fair though. <laughs> like that's okay. perfect example of like. <laughs> here's the thing though, Gilmer. Here's the weird part. We were talking, you know, uh, in TF today, and some of the commenters were asking about teams that have you know most losses. I think Gilmer at four and six has a legit shot to get to Arlington. Oh, I think you're right. If they get past this week against Pleasant Grove, I think they're going to get to Arlington at yeah. nine and six, mm-hmm. <laughs> which would be oh insanity. Gosh. If they uh, win, if they win a title at ten and six. Yeah, Atlanta won a title at twelve and four. Yeah, they were twelve and four in two thousand three. Why do I want to say there was an eleven and five team? If there maybe, is, I don't know. I know Atlanta maybe there was a team that made it to a title yeah. game at eleven and four, and then they lost and was eleven and five. That's uh, possible. And then Clarendon's still alive. Clarendon. So there's six, six and five below, and then yeah. at least two and six A. Yeah. So that's eight. How about that? Okay, so. Uh, we're going to get into our thoughts on the on the area around here in a moment, but before that, we have to start, as we always do, with your Texas High School Football Fun Fact of the Week. And the Texas High School Football Fun Fact of the Week this week, Matthew, is, according to MaxPreps.com, our friends at MaxPreps, who leads the state in receptions, in actual catches, there are two players who have more than 100. This player has 102. Who leads the state in receptions? I'm going to take a guess because it's because I saw him this week, last week. I'm going to go with Blair Conrad at Levitt Coronado. My man, that is such a good guess. That is wrong. Oh, that, He's second. Okay. He has 100 catches on the year. He, okay. has, one, he, he has 14 he, last week, by the way. He has 100 catches for 1,472 yards. And 25 touchdowns. And this is a true story. Okay, this is a true story about Blair Conright. Is the coach out there at Lubbock Coronado, Seth Parr, he's a good dude. And he turned in his questionnaire. and oh, he, he was mad at us. And he listed Blair Conright as a running back. By mistake. By mistake. It, uh, now we find out it was a mistake. In my, uh, honestly, now hindsight's twenty twenty, I should have checked with him. But I didn't. What you know? That's that's the bottom line. It's plausible that we, we we were thinking, oh, he's moving Conrad to running back. That's exactly he right. Wants to get the ball in his hands. He wants to get, exactly. I thought, okay, well, that's interesting. He must have another guy running back. He must think he's more valuable at running back. That's not totally un- uncalled for. You know, un- unspoken. You know, Blair Conrad could play running back. If he, he could wants. play anything. That dude's a freak. But then we get a call or an email from Seth Parr when we put out our preseason all state team in five A and Lubbock Cor- and Blair Conrad's not on it. And I have to go, well, Coach, you listen to him as a running back. He goes, dang it. Well, he's not. He's a wide receiver. I'm like, oh, well, I'm sorry. I, like, I'm not going to list him at r- wide receiver if he's not going to play wide receiver. That's your Blair Conright moment for the week. My point is, that's not right. He's second in the state in receptions. The leader in receptions in the state of Texas this week, this year, with 102, Decatur wide receiver Bo Bedford has 102 catches for 1,482 yards and 14 touchdowns on the year. Uh, probably a reason why they're still playing. Yeah, Decatur. he had a good game. Uh, I saw Decatur against – actually saw Decatur on Friday as well against Andrews. Uh, third on the list, by the way, and a guy who's leading the, who led the state in receiving yards is Jackson Smith and Jigba from uh, yeah, Rockwell. Yeah, he's pretty good. So – that is your Texas High School Ball Fun Fact of the Week, and let's use that very person in Jackson Smith and Jigba to move into our quick area around recap. I don't think it's not apples to apples, and it's not fair to, to assume it's apples to apples, but I couldn't help on Friday but to take 
Galena Park North Shore's dominance over Dickinson and measure it up against what Allen did against Rockwall and say, oh, oh, maybe, maybe we've misjudged this. And maybe, because North Shore took a really good Dickinson team and took them apart. Yeah, yeah. Dickinson they dismantled a, them. Yeah, Dickinson had like about a seven-minute stretch where it looked like they could play with North Shore, and after that it was over. Meanwhile, Allen goes and plays Rockwall, and this game is 35-33 at half. Yeah. Was... And, and look, that's the book on Rockwall. The book on Rockwall was they can score, defense, hmm. yeah. <laughs> like leave a little bit to be desired, yeah, to put it in a nice way. And look, Allen ends up winning that game 52-40. But... I've got to be honest. That's probably the first time we've gotten a good look at Allen. And I've it sent up some red flags for me in a big way. Uh, I don't know if it's enough to... I, I think they're still getting to a title game. Yeah. But if they run into a team that can score... Because um, that's the thing, is that you look over across their record, you look all across their schedule, and who have they played that can score? Like they caught, mes- first team. they caught Mesquite Horn in the, in, in the opener, and they shut them out. But that's a pretty, di- this is a pretty different Mesquite Horn, I think, team, I think we all agree, you know, 14 weeks later. Coppell is not a great, was not a great offense. Even the best teams in their district, Prosper and Plano East, yeah. those are defensive teams more than anything. They finally ran into a, a really good offense, and suddenly they're giving up big play after big play after big play. And I got to be honest, I've got my concerns, and I'm and I'm thinking, okay, if you see North Shore, who can score with anybody, and by the way, has a lights out defense, I can't help but think that that kind of shit. That I kind of thought like, okay, it's Allen, just you know, don't worry about it. Now it's got me really reeling about that. <sighs> Allen just man. They step up in big games so much. They're such a a team on the big stage that 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 steps up and plays well. I mean, I agree with you. I don't think there's any chance. I, I I'll be shocked if Allen's not playing in this tight state mm-hmm. title game. But fascinated with the potential North Shore and Allen matchup. But I mean, and we'll talk about North Shore, Katie. I mean, North Shore's got going to have their hands full this week and next week. I mean, this is this is going to be a big week as far as it will be. Seeing how North Shore matches up and, and if they're as legit as we think they are. But the other thing, the, I mean, look, and we're focusing so much on that, but, I mean, look, they're going to have to get past the Woodlands, who they'll be favored over. And then who would it be? Midway, probably. Probably Midway. Midway but, or Klein Oak, I, I think Midway. Probably Midway. They'll be favored over them. But then what if they see Duncanville? I'm here for that. That Duncanville defense against an Allen offense. Uh-huh. Duncanville's almost the exact opposite matchup because they're such a defensive-oriented uh-huh. team. Where Rockwall is such an offensive oriented team. It's interesting. And what about South Lake? What about South Lake, man? <laughs> right now they're playing pretty well too. They're, they they beat the they beat the the tar out of of DeSoto, and um, I don't think this is a vintage DeSoto team. But at the same time, to dominate them like that in it's a year impressive. where we in a year where we had big questions about South Lake, they have answered them. And yes. It would not be a surprise to see them continue to make a run. Um, elsewhere, the other things, I mean, Lufkin losing to Frisco Lone Star, I think, is... Yeah. We sat here on the show last week, and we talked about the switch. That when Lufkin has it turned on, they can, they can beat anybody. Yep, and it was not turned on. It, it, they and, turned the ball over six times, their quarterback got hurt, and then apparently their backup quarterback who played against Longview was not available for play. Uh, so they were down to their third quarterback against Lone Star. And that's and not going to work. 
yeah, it just didn't, but didn't happen for him. Kudos to Lone Star, by the way. But, yeah, that was impressive. That was really impressive. Uh, they get John Tyler this week, and then potentially um, Highland Park in a regional in a, a regional final, which would be a rematch of a 10-7 to game. Yeah. Which, i got to be honest, that's another game, like, if we see a rematch of... Um, oh, who are we talking about? Um... Argyle and La Vega, La Vega yeah. that that was such a close game that I'd be like, I would not count that as a W. For no, you, absolutely for... not. It's a big rematch week this week, too. When you yeah. look ahead to the games this week, a lot of rematches. It's rematch season. Yeah. Um, and then kind of small school, there was a bit of small school chaos. Um, it was it was just kind of a weird uh, week in the small school ranks. Um, game Like teams that, teams that I did not anticipate being here, being Malikoff here. Malakoff beating Jefferson was the big one for me. Malakoff, you know, and you were talking about, I think you were talking with, uh, with Max about this. But Malakoff's a team that started slow. They had two losses early, but that was. But you're saying they were they were banged up during that They're time. Pretty banged up. He, he, Malakoff, in credit to Jamie Driscoll, one reason why uh, he got Coach of the Week this week. Listen to this stat, Greg. In the first half of Malakoff's win over Jefferson, Jefferson ran four plays on offense in the entire first half of that game. What? Malakoff got the ball and opened the game with a 17 play drive and scored a touchdown and took 10 minutes off the clock in the first quarter. Oh my gosh. Jefferson got the ball, went three and out. Malakoff got the ball back, went on like a 15-play drive and scored a touchdown and made it 14-0. Jefferson got the ball back, scored in one play, touchdown, oh made it 14-7. Malakoff gets the ball back and goes on like a 12-play like a drive and kicks a field goal before halftime to go up 17-7. Love it. That's the way you win. That's that's the way you win against a, a team like Jefferson. Like a high power team. You just keep the ball out of their hands. Yeah, so you, exactly. They, they can't score if they don't have the ball. Yeah, exactly. Right. So great game plan for Malakoff in that win. Really, really was. Really was. Um, so that is Tulia, by the way. How about how about that district in the third round of the playoffs? How about that district? Yeah, I mean, basically, if 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 Abernathy didn't, I mean, Abernathy's a really good team, but I think that was an upset over Childress. Yes, I think it's an and. Upset. If they don't do that, then that district's got all four through. Yeah, and there's one in, one of the other Panhandle districts is really in two A Division two. I think it's three two A Division two. All four of the regional semifinalists are from three two A Division two. Uh, Vega, Stratford, Groover, and Clarendon. Yeah, yeah, same. All the same district. It's all rematches. Yeah. Um, and you, by the way, like Groover's like the far and away the best team in that district, right? But like the rest of that, the rest of that district. Look, the records for Vega, Stratford, and Clarendon are respectively. Seven and four, seven and five, eight and three. <laughs> like, it's not exactly overwhelming. It just shows you how strong that district really was. was yeah. yeah. So that is your area round recap here on Tep and Step, your 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 favorite podcast that you pay for. Um, all right, so we are now into the portion of uh, the draft, and this will probably be this will probably be the last week of the draft. Um, oh well, I guess I should probably talk about this. So next week you will have a special guest host on Tep and Step. Uh, it'll probably be. Max and Matt. Yeah, Max and Matt. I think is what we, we Thompson, settled. Thompson Step. Yeah. Um, because um, uh, as if you if you pay attention to the show or you follow me on Twitter or anything like that, uh, my wife is extraordinarily pregnant at the moment. She's so very pregnant. Very pregnant. Uh, very angry at you. She is. Uh, she is. At the mo- yes. She's <laughs> like, why did you do this to me? Uh, she's like thirty nine and a half weeks pregnant, uh, and so the we are the due date is Sunday. For um, Scorpion Tepper, and um, so I am. Does pla- she know about this name yet? I don't know. I don't think she listens to this podcast. Why Probably would not. she? Um, but I would say I'm anticipating not being here next week. So right now we're just going to pencil in Max for the remainder of next week. 
uh, for this podcast. So we will have a uh, we will have this version of a podcast. We I will just deliver a podcast. Too. I just won't be on it. Which yeah. I, why are you guys all cheering? I don't. I, won't, I can hear you guys cheering. This is weird. There's confetti falling. There, yeah, this is weird. Where did you get these balloons? <laughs> uh, yes. So, um, but next uh, when we come back, by the next time we I I do this podcast again. It'll be semifinal week. Yeah, it'll yeah. be semifinal week, and we'll pro- we'll probably just go every game. We'll just go yeah, a little bit on each game. There's no point twenty games and not doing every game. So, uh, but this will be for me the last week of the draft, wherein um, we are going to go back and forth picking games, um, games that we want that we're most interested in. Um, once it's picked, it's off the board. Uh, you cannot pick it after that. Um, a lot of good games this week. In fact, it is a good week. In fact, there's basically there's eighty eight games. I think there's only about six I'm not interested in. Yeah, there's there's a, a couple, yeah. and that's and and so for you, you don't do six man. That's not because you you respect it, but you you're just not six man guy. So you've got eighty games. Yeah, I would what five that you're just like okay. I feel like I know what's going to happen. A lot of them yeah. are kind of Valley Week games. Five or six, yeah, you know. But even the Valley Week games, I'm, I'm I mean I'm going to them. We'll talk about that at the end of the show. Yes. But there's a couple that I'm interested. Yes. In. So we're going to start our draft. Uh, we did a coin flip before the game. Matt step won the coin flip. Uh, starting to think you're using a weighted coin, but in any case. You know, hey. uh, what is your first pick? Pick 1-1. One, one. So, if I start in 6A, I'm going to take the game. But, see, but what you don't know, people, was before the show, uh, Greg pushed me up against the wall. I did. And held me up and told me that I better not pick the game that he wants to pick for 6A. So, um, he also told me not to look him directly in the eye. Let me, I'll, I'll just say this. I'll just say this. I will Are you going to go, look, we, by the way, we're producing on the fly. Are you going to go 6A to 2A? Yes. I'll go two A to six A. All right. Okay. Right. So that that means that you can take whatever games are available to you. I'm I think it's a deep enough class that I'm not worried about getting games that I like. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna be a good good subordinate and let you have. And I'll, I will not pick the game. So that means week. that the tenth pick is going to be Katie and Northshore. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> so if, if you want to hear, you got to listen to the whole show today. You got to hear awesome. to the whole show. Love it. Um, but I think my six A game is pretty dang good. Okay. I'm going with a battle of twelve and O teams Saturday night at McLean Stadium. Mm-hmm. 12-0 Longview taking on 12-0 Austin Vandegrift uh, in a game that I'm really intrigued by simply because you've got Longview who has just been a flamethrower all year. Mm-hmm. Haynes King in that offense is as, is as diverse and balanced as it gets. Uh, I think they had seven different guys score touchdowns last week against Prosper. Mm-hmm. And I've seen him in person. <clears throat> this is a true pro-style attack. They come at you in a multiple formations. They've Two different running backs, four guys, different different receivers who get involved. Really, really balanced. And they're going up against the Vandegrift defense that has been one of the best in Central Texas. And a Vandegrift team that in close games has been money all year. Yes, they have. I believe they've won five games by single digits. Out of their, out of their 12 wins, five have been by four or five have been by single digits. So I think this is going to be – if it's a close game in the fourth quarter, you're almost like, oh, Vandegrift, they're just going to find a way to win. Um, or if Longview comes out and just throttles Vandegrift, then we're like, okay, you know, what else can Longview do at this point to right. prove how, how elite they are? Um, King threw three touchdowns last week, ran for two more. It's, it's like Co- Coach King uh, just said, you know, Haynes, we're going to let you lose this game. And mm-hmm. he just went wild against Prosper you, on Saturday night. Do you know what was really impressive as I was just getting videos, like Clint Buckley was tweeting videos of that, that team indoors is frightening. Yeah, yeah. that team on a fast on track. a fast track. Yeah, holy cow. Yeah, because like I saw them at Lo- at Lobo Stadium, 
And Loma Sam's got turf, and so it's like, you know, it's outdoors. It's it's not a slow track, but they, it just seemed like there was a different gear yeah. there. And it was like, whoa. But Vandegrift, that win over Collins is really impressive. That yeah. was a Collins team. A really good Collins That team. was a Collins team that ticked a lot of boxes. And you were like, they're getting healthy at the right time. They've got the superstar. The defense really feels like. Playoff pedigree. Playoff pedigree. It feels like, and it felt like everyone was really buying in on what Adrian Mitchell was doing. And to go out there and to stun them like that was really, really impressive. Um, to me, I think you're right. And and but I think the difference in this one, not to not to ruin my picks, I think the I think the long view defense is so underrated because we talk so much about this offense. They get overshadowed, yeah. This long view defense is legit. It's really good. And so Where's Vandergriff gonna get their points? That's my question. Yeah. Is I like let's just say let's just say that the long that the let's say the Vandergriff defense has an incredible game. An incredible game. And they hold Longview to twenty four. That would be an incredible feat, right? Yes, it would be. You hold them to twenty four? Can they get to twenty four? Yeah. I don't know. Their Damn. offense is is it it feels like they're always reliant on breaking a big play. Yeah. And it, like you said, it would it would take an incredible game to hold Longview to twenty four. Mm-hmm. Let's just say they have a good game. Longview scoring what thirty one? Yes, 25? I don't. I don't, I don't think. I don't think Vandergriff's getting a thirty. Yeah, like that. That's so. my. That's my honest feel. For Another it. thing is Vandergriff's defense. If there's a weakness, it's stopping the run. Mm-hmm. And with Jesse Anderson and Keelan Williams and that Longview rushing attack, now now Haynes King, mm-hmm. they're just going to come at you in so many different ways. I just, I just wonder if they're going to be able to slow Longview down. And oh, like, Vandergriff, I think, is a little banged up. They're they're better, best player on defense. Uh, left the game early. The mm-hmm. linebacker, I think he's committed to Vanderbilt. Mm-hmm. Uh, he left the game early last week, so mm-hmm. it doesn't, doesn't bode it's well a, for Longview. It's, it's a great game, and another big test for Longview. Um, that uh, For a team that's passed every test, like the tests are only getting bigger now. Yeah, I mean, at this point in the season... I and mean, now it's pass-fail. <laughs> yeah, I mean, now it's like, okay, you win this one, you're probably getting Spring-Westfield. Mm-hmm. You win this one... Region, we'll, we'll talk about Region 1 another time, but that's yeah. that's a little more wide open. But, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's that time of year where everyone's really good. All right. All right. Uh, by the way, we didn't. We never mentioned, um, or you mentioned Amarillo Tescosa in the open, um, but um, we didn't mention Arlington or Tescosa beating Arlington. No, that was that's, a huge win. That's unbelievable. I saw that score come across twenty-one nothing, and I was like, "What?" Yeah, I was like, "Like I thought Tescosa could win that game, but I didn't think they're going to dominate it." But yeah, that was they, they pretty much got up thirty-five to three and just kind of put it on cruise control. Good pick for one-one. I'm going to go. I'm going to be small school style, but I'm going to go two-eight to six-eight. And which again is just going to tell you that like maybe the best game in the state is going to be picked tenth in this draft. You're listen to the whole show. Okay. It's okay, it's our ploy. Let's go to beautiful Ferris Stadium in San Antonio, Texas. Seven thirty p.m. Friday night. We finally, finally, finally got to the fireworks factory for Region Four of Two A Division. And it's about to go down. We've only talked about it all year, right? In Two A Division One, Region Four, about Shiner, Refurio, and Mason. Yeah. Well, Mason gets Wallace Brazos this week. Yeah. I am not picking Wallace Brazos versus Mason. Okay. Fair enough. I am not going to select that game in my draft pick. Go get him, Brazos. If you, I tell you what, here's a promise: if Brazos beats Mason, their coach is on the show on Monday. All right, even know. though I won't be here. Yeah, I say you're, you're, you're doing producing for a show. You're not going to be on. We'll find. Yeah, I'll produce for that. We'll, we'll work on that. Now we're talking about Shiner and Refurio. Um. I think there's a fair argument, and this is not a, a this is not a slight to Mason. I think there's a fair argument to say that Shiner has been the most consistently excellent team in the state in two A. Been really, really good. They've been so good, and the defense is so so good yeah. and sound and just like 
they just like they just tackle they just tackle well. Like they, yeah. if you go watch film on Shiner, the thing that will come away you'll come away is like they just don't miss tackles. Yeah. Like they they cover everything and they don't miss tackles. Um and they're physical. I really love the Shiner team and they have a superstar running back. Kind of in past years when Shiner's been great, they maybe haven't had that star offensively. They got one. Donye Taylor yeah. is a huge game last week. Unbelievable. He's really good. And you know, talking to Shiner folks, people think they're here away. They they think wow. next year because they also got a they have a freshman Doug Brooks mm-hmm. who is a D tackle fullback who is a monster, and he's been putting up big numbers and dominating on the defensive line. And I, I think Taylor is just a sophomore or a junior. That so, sounds right. So yeah, Shiner's Shiner's here, y'all. So um, and they have the, they have the best helmets in the state, by the way. They really do, bar none. But then they also but now they get Refurio and Refurio. Is um, they look like Refurio again? Their so, scores. So basically, here's what happened: is from what we understand, is that they opened up the season running that flex cat offense, which is basically like an option attack, flex bone, yeah, Their flex, version bone, of flex bone, veerish type thing. And then they started like one and three, <laughs> and the offense and the offense looked scuffled, bad. Yes, the offense looked bad. And so then, credit to Jason Herring. I feel like we say that every single year, but credit to Jason Herring. He wasn't, like, stuck in his ways. He didn't say, oh, no, this is what we're doing. He said, all right, let's go back to the spread. And they, I think they did it on a bye week, and they mm-hmm. said, we're going back to the spread. And they put Austin Ochoa, the, the transfer from Gregory Portland, in a quarterback, the sophomore, and they've been great. And yeah, they, they hit 60 points every game. And then they've looked exactly like they have. So the question for me is that side of the ball. It's the, it's the Shiner defense against the Refurio offense. The other side will be fun, but to me, I just, I don't know. I, I have this weird feeling about Shiner that if you look at, yeah, their scores are back in, like, where they where they normally are, but they also haven't, I think there's a fair argument to say they have not beaten anybody good. I, I think both of these teams are, yeah. are kind of in that same boat where recently, I mean, Shiner's best win is over Goliad. Which is a good win, but that was without Rocky Morris. Maybe? That was the game Rocky Morris got hurt. That yeah. was the game he or, got I think hurt. He got hurt in the first quarter. So that, Shiner's best, but that was a long time ago. Yes, but we're looking at you know they, they, that's that was six, you know eight weeks ago. Okay, so let me pull this up. So let's see, Refurio for sure. Until last week, they had really played no one that was even in there. In, in correct, that's the Thorndale thing. win blowing Thorndale out. I'm like, okay, this is this is going to be a good game because they blew Thorndale away, and I, I thought I thought highly of Thorndale. Yes, that's that's a good that's a good win. But let me pull this up. So according to um, the computer, the best win for Shiner, um, they have one loss to Lexington, which that's a three A. Um, they have a win at Goliad. Um, they beat Burton. Remember, they beat the brakes off Burton. That was a good win. Um, oh, that's a team they're bigger than. And then every other game, they've just kind of been doing what they're supposed to be doing. I mean, Hearn's a good team that they beat last week, but this is a step up for them. You know, for, for Refurio, basically ever since they went back to the spread, um, so let's just assume they, they – I'm, I'm, I'm going to work under the assumption that they installed that during the, uh, during the bye week, after, which uh, if you look at the scores – they lose forty-one to eight to Mart. Yeah, then they, they take a bye week, and then the next week, and Riviera Coffer is really bad, but they beat them sixty-seven. Yeah, they, they installed at the bye week. At the bye, but since then, they have not played a team in the top twenty in two A D one, and now they're playing according to the computer the number one team, and so that is to me the question: is yeah, the offense has gotten has gotten clicking and it's gotten going again, 
but have they beaten anybody of note? And that's that's what's super interesting to me. I think Shiner Refurio's uh, more importantly, Shiner Refurio's going to tell us a lot. Oh yeah, and I think we're we're going to know how this game's going to go by the score mm-hmm. at halftime. Yeah, if it's if it's twenty four to like ten or like twenty four like fourteen, and Refurio's got twenty four, yeah, they're probably going to win. Yeah, if it's if it's in the twenties at halftime, Refurio's winning the game. But yeah. if it's in the if it's single digits, low tens, low teens, you're like, okay, this is Shiner's game. Yep. All right, I got Shiner Refurio. What's your second pick? All right, well, I did 6A, so now I'm going to 5A. Mm-hmm. And it's a game that I'm going to be at Saturday night at the Alamo Dome. Gasp. As we have 12-0 Corpus Christi Veterans Memorial taking on 11-1 Mission Veterans Memorial in a game where we talked about we talk about Valley Week and <clears throat> how San Antonio teams view this as kind of a bye week and that they, you know, they're going to they're going to coast. Well, Corpus Christi Vets didn't get the they, they drew the short straw on this thing because mm-hmm. Mission Veterans Memorial is playing Lights out football right now, and of the six Valley teams remaining, I think Mission Vets is the one that clearly has the best shot at advancing to the fourth round. And it's because they have a guy on their team <laughs> named Landry Gilpin. And I know, Tepper, you looked up his numbers this year, and <clears throat> they're flat-out stupid if at you, this point. If, if you will, Matthew, Landry Gilpin has thrown for 3,788 yards and 42 touchdowns against wow. just seven interceptions. That's the total yards you said, right? Oh, total? no, no, no. I'm sorry. No, that's his passing yards. Oh, no. I, was being, I know. I was being. I, was I being, know. Yeah. Hey, Matt. Yeah. Matt, that was his passing yards. Would you like to know his rushing yards? Yeah. Hmm, okay. He's run for 1,891 yards and 30 <laughs> touchdowns on the year. Um, so my, I'm not so, great at math, but I think mm-hmm. you said he's got 72 touchdowns. That's 72 touchdowns. Wow. These are... These are Kyler numbers, is what yeah. these are. And guys, they've only played twelve games. Landry, Kyler put those numbers up in sixteen. And 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 I know what people are going to say. They're going to say, oh, the valley. He's playing in the valley." Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. I don't care. These he is a, the, the, that that is stupid. And oh, by the way, last week he did not play a valley team. For those of you, Landry Gilpin last week had five hundred twenty-two yards of total offense Jesus. and seven touchdowns against San San Antonio. Veterans Memorial. Yeah. That was not a Valley team he played last week, and he still put up seven. In two playoff games, Gilpin's accounted for 15 touchdowns. <laughs> and none I mean, of the, and neither of the, those games have been against Valley teams. He's a, he's a superstar. He's yeah. a plain, flat-out superstar. Now yeah. they get Corpus Christi Veterans Memorial. And Corpus Christi Veterans Memorial's very quietly gone 12-0 and and quietly went, went about their business and, and, and just drilled people. And they, they drilled San Antonio Harlan last week, 58-21. to Uh... You know, David Soto is kind of their their Swiss Army knife guy. Does it all, but, but this is a veterans. And it, I know we talked to Coach Semper uh, a few weeks ago on the show, and, and it's true. This this is a team that doesn't have any superstars. This is just a very balanced, really good team, and they're going up against a veterans memorial mission a mission vets team that really has the star. Lander Gilpin is the is the name player in this game. So it's a matter of does Gilpin put the cape on. Put his team on his back and his and his city on his back and, and really the entire Rio Grande Valley at this point and lead yeah. them to the fourth round because you're probably you're is would it be fair to say that this is the Valley's best team best shot of getting a team through to at least to a fourth round absolutely I, I mean you know if if we if we're looking at the, the six Valley teams that are left I think Hannah and Laferia ha- have puncher's chances. Mm-hmm. You know they, they they can if everything kind of breaks right I think they've got it they got a shot you know to win the game 
Uh, I think Mission Vets, they don't need everything to go right. <clears throat> They've got the dude. Mm-hmm. So I think Mission Vets easily has the best chance to, to, to win. I, 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 I put it at 40%. I think they got a shot. And there's going to be a big crowd. There's gonna, the whole valley is going to be there because there's two valley teams playing before. They're all going to stay and watch Mission Vets. That crowd gets going inside the Alamo Dome. They get a little momentum. I think they can do it. It's going to be a fun atmosphere uh, Friday night in the Alamo Dome. Or Saturday night in the Alamo Dome. Saturday night is going to be fun. All right, we're going to go from San Francisco. That's a great pick. Great pick. And unfortunately, if I were going the opposite way, it's 5A game I was going to grab. But Sorry. It's okay. I'm up at 3A. With my second pick, let's go to Shotwell Stadium. And I know you were at Abilene Christian's new stadium last week. It's a lovely place. It's beautiful. It's really nice. It's really nice. It's very nice. I have a very soft spot in my heart for Shotwell Stadium. Shot, Shotwell Stadium, number one, best Frito pie in the state of Texas. One thousand percent undeniable. Best Frito pie in the state. Yes, and it's just it's a it's a good place to watch a ball game. It's just a flat out nice stadium, and and it's you know people are super nice. I had a great chat with Coach Blue in the press box on Saturday Friday night. Love Shotwell Stadium. We're going out there seven o'clock Friday night for the annual tradition. <laughs> of, a tradition unlike any of other. Wall versus Brock. This is the fifth year in a row yep. these two teams are playing each other. Brock, uh, Brock's won three of the four previous meetings. Um, and these are, in a lot of ways, these are the teams, these are, these are the exact same teams that go at it every single year. Brock probably has a little bit more talent. Yes. Wall probably has a small schematic advantage just because of the offense that they run. Yep. Um, and it's just who wins out. And they know there's no secrets in this game. No, they know each other. They know each other so well. It's the same coaching staffs forever. Yeah, it's they like they. You can probably use the same game plan from last year. Mm-hmm. And you know the, the the thing. I don't think. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about Brock, because on one hand they've got the um, they certainly have the pedigree, right? Like there's no there's no doubting that they have the pedigree and that they're they're I mean they played for titles they they were playing for a title last year this is a a team that expects great things maybe and maybe this just isn't fair of me but I look at that that loss they had right where they lost to great Argyle Liberty Christian it's which, a good private which school a good team. private school team they're it's still a good playing private yeah, they're still team. alive but lose twenty one nothing it was a rain shortened game the offense just. The offense hasn't been that kind of flamethrower. They haven't been killing people the way that they normally do. And they struggle with Breckenridge in the first they round. Really man. They really struggle. I mean, they they smoked Slayton last week. That was, they were over, they overmatched Slayton. Slayton was overmatched. But I just I don't know. Like every time they play a really good team, even throughout the entire the course of the year, they play Iowa Park, which is a pretty good team. Uh, it's twenty four seven. They play Breckenridge in non district. It's twenty to nine. They play um, Whitesboro, 34-29. They play Breckenridge in the playoffs, 34-27. They don't... Maybe I'm just holding them to too high of a standard that they set for themselves, yeah, which is set, that... They set the bar really because high. Because Brock has set that bar really high where you just expect them to go out there and blow the doors off them. They don't do that. But they're really sound. they got a tremendous linebacker in Zach Young. They've got the, uh, the big-time commit... Where's, he, where's Baylor Cup A&M. coming? A&M. The tight end commit in Baylor Cup... Um, they've got playmakers. 
For Wall, you know what they're going to do. You know they're going to run the ball. But to me, the key in that in that is Mason Fuchs, their quarterback. I presume that's how you. you I presume that's how you say it. And I'm not going to try to say it the other way. <laughs> yeah, Mason Fuchs, F U C H S. We're going with Fuchs. Fuchs. And if that's wrong, then guess what? It's just going to be wrong. Yeah. Um, unless somebody wants to come and correct me, I'm not going to. Someone can correct me off. Now, if his mother calls you, you'll, you'll have to say it right. Then I will be happy to. Mm. But for now, it's Mason Fuchs. It's play action. If they can hit a couple of big plays and get Brock chasing, I think that's the key for me. And for this Wall. wall team of the, the ones recently, this is probably the best throwing Wall team. Yes. Fuchs has thrown the ball very well. They've made some plays. But Wall, they had a rally, They almost lost to Bushland. They had yes, a they rally. Did. They were down 14-7 in the fourth quarter, and they needed, you know, Fuchs threw a touchdown pass and then had a touchdown run in the fourth quarter off of uh, interceptions that Wall's defense got to lift the Hawks to the win. And if it matters... I do think that Wall has walked a tougher schedule. They they lost their opener to they lost the opener to Mason. In fact, they started off zero and two, and probably would have started off zero and three if the game with Cisco didn't get canceled. Yeah, they lost to Midland Christian, which is another really good private school mm-hmm, team. Mm-hmm. Um, but since but they ran through a very difficult district. The district's the toughest one in the state. Jim Ned Breckenridge and Eastland is yeah. really really good. And Wall handled like Wall had kind of the same trouble with Breckenridge. It was a close game, wasn't it for a yeah. while? But they're off. Yeah, yeah. Breckenridge is the same way. It was yeah, a close game. They won twenty eight twenty two. This is a but again, this is not a Wall team that blows you away. But then again, we never expect Wall to blow mm-hmm. people away. So maybe I'm just dealing with my own expectations. But um, I'm excited about this one. Brock and Wall, a great game. Brock and Wall go at it for the fifth consecutive year. I, I like Brock slightly, maybe just because they have the history of beating him. Mm-hmm. But make no mistake, like if the Wall defense continues to hum the way that's been humming, then they're going to be they're going to be right in it, and this can come down to the, like the last minute. It's definitely a game I'm going to be watching uh, while I'm in the press box yes, Friday night for sure. What's next, Matt? All right, Class Four A. I'm going to go a little off the grid here into a game that I think is not being talked about enough, but is sneaky good. Could qualify if we were doing hipster picks again this week. I don't know if we are. I no, I think uh, we are, but yeah. this would qualify. Yeah. May I interest you in eight and four Silsby taking on eleven and one Giddings? You sure can, buddy. At Texan Drive Stadium Friday night, mm-hmm. uh, Silsby is starting to catch fire at the right time. Uh, I don't know if you've noticed they destroyed Wharton last week. Yes, they 56 did. Fifty-six to fourteen. They, they returned the opening kickoff, 84 yards, set up an opening touchdown, and then from there it was just a blowout. 500 yards of offense for the Tigers, three 100-yard rushers in this game. This offense is starting to hum, and <clears throat> excuse me, if you look at Silsby and, and what they've done, their losses, I mean, they don't have a bad loss in the resume. No. They played West Orange Stark, really tough in district, lost by three. So I think, And this is a Silsby team I think is starting to peak at the right time. And they're getting a Giddings team that I think is a little banged up and kind of struggling. They, they mm-hmm. Giddings had to scratch and claw last week to get past a Liberty team that were it's kind of Liberty was they were a third place team mm-hmm. didn't really think much of them, and Giddings had to scratch and claw to win twenty one thirteen. Their offense is really banged up. Another number one running back is out with a shoulder. Uh, shoulder keeps popping out. It's going to have to have surgery. Just can't he can't play right now. Giddings is having to kind of grind and scratch and claw to win games, and I just don't know if their defense is going to hold up against the pressure that the Silsby offense. You know, Draylen Taylor is the guy to keep an eye on for Silsby. Um, I just don't know if they're going to be able to keep to hold out. And if Silsby starts to put up twenty one, twenty eight points, I don't I don't think Giddings can score that much. Yeah, the this is kind of like four A is probably the point where you can start talking about attrition. 
and you wonder if you're just healthy, if teams are just like, teams are great throughout the year that have just lost too many kids, and yeah. now they're going to scuffle here at the end. And I think you're right. Silsby, on the other hand, Silsby's one of those teams that I think lost a couple of games early. We forgot about them. We forgot about them. And then they've just kind of gradually gotten better and gradually kept plugging along, and they've been really good. And I, I would not surprise me to see Silsby give the winner of the West Orange Jasper game a lot of trouble next week. I think, no, Silsby, I think you're right. They're, they're playing well right now, so I think you're right. Uh, especially if, they get, if it's a, a rematch of West Orange Stark, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, which you know I don't know I don't know, I don't know if we're going to talk about West Orange Stark Jasper, but um, Jasper's pretty banged up as well. Their running back Hunt may not play, Ooh, and no. that would be. Bad news for the Bulldogs against West Orange. Okay, so you took Silsby and Giddings as your third pick. That's an excellent pick. I am going to. I'm now at four A. We're at the point where we're now like we're waving as we're waving as we go by each other. Um, I'm going to do my first because now, like, I know you're not doubling back to five A. So I can tell you, I'm going to do my first of two games at the same stadium. Okay. Let's go. Seven thirty p.m. Friday night at the Stars. In Frisco, the Ford Center in Frisco. For a Division One, the two-time defending champion, Carthage Bulldogs. 38 games in a row. 38 in a row, taking on the 11-1 Midlothian Heritage Jaguars. And this game is, I think, in a lot of ways, this game will tell me everything I need to know about Carthage. Because, on one hand, like, this Carthage team, I don't think, has been as dominant as it was last year. I think that they've been good, but I don't think they have been this juggernaut that they were last year. At least compared to the rest of 4A Division One. Um, like, now, they've got some wins that have, I think, aged very well. That win at Marshall, by the way has aged yeah, very has. well. Um, they beat Pleasant Grove. They beat Van like a drum. That is a win that has aged very well. They beat Henderson like a drum. That is a win that has aged very well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I would say even that win over Kilgore is a good one. They have not, but, but and again, it's kind of like what we were talking about with Brock, is that they set the bar so high that you wonder, okay, can they meet it? Well, now they're taking on a Midlothian Heritage team that I think this is the year they've been waiting for. That for as good as they have been the past couple of years, still in, their, really good. still in their infancy as a program. Third year. Third year. As good as they've been basically from word one, I think that this is the year they've been waiting for. And to me, like it's, you got a, thir- you got a third-year senior quarterback – the Ledbetter kid, yeah. In Landon Ledbetter. You've got a freak show receiver in Langston Anderson. You've got playmakers upon playmakers upon playmakers. And their defense has been fine. It's been fine. It's been good enough. It's been good enough. This is, to me, if, if Carthage goes out there and they throttle, I think, a really good Midlothian Heritage team, then they're they they are to me in that mix with La Vega with with whoever comes out of Region Two Argyle or La Vega mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or Paris um, or Liberty Hill to me for some reason even though they're the defending champs I can't get my like for some there's something stopping me I yeah. think it's that they haven't been 
super, super dominant like they were last year. No, they haven't been. I mean, they're, they're still really good, but they definitely haven't been the, the flamethrower. Right. Like last, last year, we were just— Last year, was fait accompli. They they're going to run past everyone. They were this year's Newton. Yes. You know? Now it's like, okay, I don't think they're, I don't think they're impervious. But if they go out there and they smoke Middle Earth Heritage, or they beat them by 21, 14, something like that, I'll be impressed. But because Middle Earth Heritage can score, and and we're back, uh, I definitely didn't just take a phone call. Uh, anyway, we were talking about uh, Carthage and Middle Earth Heritage. This is, to me, like, Landon Ledbetter... If he wants to, like, etch his legacy, he's already got, like, he's already a legend at that school, which Absolutely. is, it's a short legend, right? But he's already, like, the greatest high school football player to come out of Middle Earth Heritage High School. If you knock off Carthage, they might build a statue to you. Yeah, in the streak. Yes, in the streak. So, uh, I'm taking Carthage and Middle Earth Heritage, uh, and thank you for definitely not letting me take a phone call just then. I am uh, talking about. I know. What's next? What's your What's your fourth pick, Matthew? We're going to three A now. Mm-hmm. And you took a, a good one with Law Brock. I did. I think I took. The, I think I took the best one. I'll be honest. Three A. Three A is a little bit interesting because three A's had a lot of ups, like a fair number of upsets, and so we we do have some games that feel like they're a little bit more of a clear favorite. Some of them. Some. I'm going to go pretty on brand here. Goliad Yoakum. Yeah, that I, I looked at that one too. Goliad and Yoakum, which, by the way, uh, it's vi- I, I tweeted about this. It's a, it's a it's a it's a shame that this game is not being played in Victoria, uh, but Vic- Victoria ISD get your stadium situations mm. in order. There's like three games down that way that are all being played. Like Shiner Refurio will be a great game at, at Victoria. Mm-hmm. Goliad Yoakum, Falls City Woodsboro, all great all great Victoria games. None of them are being played at Victoria because their stadium situation is. Not, Not great. great. Not great, Bob. So, Yoakum and Goliad are playing Saturday night in Quero. So, how about this treat for the Gobbler fans? Yeah. You get to Friday night, go watch Quero probably beat up on West, West Oso. That's, that's another game that had very little interest. Probably true. And then Saturday, after celebrating all day, you can go watch a great game at your own stadium between Goliad and Yoakum, a district rematch. The but, second time in a month. Yeah. Second time in three weeks they're playing each other. Yeah, they played week week 11 of the regular season. But this time, Goliad won that game, and this time they've got Rocky Morris, yeah. who is back. And uh, he looked pretty good last week against Marion. Goliad uh, easily dispatched a, a 10-1 Marion team, 56-7 to last week. If that Goliad team, that's the Goliad team we thought we would see in the preseason. If that Goliad team shows up, they're probably going to Arlington. So Mike Foreman tweet was out at goalie at practice, and when when Rocky Morris was out there practicing, and tweeted that, and tweeted a photo of like like guess who's back, and I tweeted something along the lines of I don't want to overstate it, but this could entirely reshape the three A Division one bracket. Yeah, he's that good, and he's that important to that team. Absolutely, and and Yoakum. I don't know. I don't lost. know what happened last week against George West. Yeah, they they George West pushed them to the brink. Kudos to George West, by the way. That's a that's a that's a decent team. It's a very good. Team. That's Coach a very Gordy good team. He's got a good team. He really he, they like. I don't want to. I don't want to spend make this as as an opportunity to crap on on George West because I don't think they deserve that. But um, I mean, this was a this was a a, a goalie. You know, a, a, a George West team that basically just grinded it out on him. Yeah, the numbers the are not overwhelming. But they just like 
They got a couple of key turnovers. They took a 15 nothing lead in the or 10 nothing lead in the first quarter, and you start going, uh oh, what's uh, mm-hmm. what's going on? Uh, I don't know. Uh, it's it's Yokum's got me a little bit scared, and Yokum's a team I've hitched my wagon to, but with Rocky Morris back, I'm starting to want, I'm starting to waver on that. Because Goliad is a different team with Rocky Morris playing quarterback. Absolutely. And and I just don't know if Yoakum's explosive enough to keep up with, with Goliad if they get if that offense gets rolling like it did last week. Yeah. That's that's kind of my thought. It's, my big, it's, it's tough to beat a team twice in the same season. And, and I can't remember what the score. The, the Goliad-Yoakum score in the first game was really low scoring. 17-14. With Rocky Morris back, I don't think there's – I mean, I think Goliad's scoring. 30. 28 to 30 in this yeah. game. And I don't know if Yoakum can score that many. That's probably that's probably fair. Okay, that's a good pick. My fourth pick. Do 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 do. Stand in the Ford Center. From Friday to Saturday. Just just camp out, guys. Eight o'clock Saturday night. At the Star. This is such a fun game. The Marshall Mavericks and the Huntsville Hornets. And Two teams that, if you wanted to argue, you didn't think either of them would be here as recently as last week. I wouldn't necessarily argue with you. Huntsville. Marshall and Huntsville to win last week. We're geniuses. Yes. Huntsville, we both did. Um, We both picked Marshall, too, didn't we? Yeah. uh, I might have taken. No, I think I I don't know. We're, we're both. You, you I know. Marshall. I, I know. I definitely pick Huntsville. Yeah, we're both football geniuses. I'm going to say I pick Marshall. Yeah, we're geniuses. In any case, um, these are two teams that looked great last week. Mm-hmm. Not mm-hmm. just good, great. Yeah. Last week, Huntsville. Huntsville made. I mean, we're on the premium podcast. I can speak freely. Huntsville made Manville tap out. Yeah. Huntsville beat them up and beat them so thoroughly. That Manville had... I was watching that game on Texan Live, and i got to be honest, I saw some quit. Yeah, I mean, I, I think after, after the third quarter, I think Manville was done. I think Manville looked around and they go, what else do we have in this bag? Yeah, they ran out of, and, they ran out of options. They, and it looked like... It really did. It looked like the crowd was trying to... Like that Manville crowd was trying to will them. Be like, come on, let's go, we can do this. And... They were just they were they were they didn't have any answers. They were physically beaten yeah. by this by this Huntsville team. So then on the other side, Marshall got in a weird shootout with Manville or with Nederland. Nederland, yeah. That was super close at halftime. I want to say 17, 14, something yeah. around there. And then Marshall came out and said, "Hey, we're going to score seven touchdowns, yeah. and why don't you see if you can do the same?" Yeah, and and, and they Nederland couldn't. couldn't keep up. Yeah. This is such an interesting clash in styles because there is such a huge, clear physicality advantage for Huntsville. Oh, yeah. And such a huge, clear speed advantage for Marshall mm-hmm. that this is a game on who who can who can dictate the tone of this game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Max uh, saw Marshall, and he was like, man, Marshall's really not that big. They're really mm. small. They're not very small. You know what? I mean, it is such an easy comparison to make. But you know what they remind me of? They remind me of those DeSoto teams. That DeSoto was never all that huge yeah. under Claude Mathis. They were fast, 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 mm. and they had playmakers, and then they would they had enough athletes in the trenches to play you to a draw. Yeah. Until they would run into a Trinity or a, or an Allen or someone like that. Marshall's kind of built the same way under Claude Mathis out there, mm. where they're big enough and they're physical enough 
but that's not where they want to win. They want to win by getting their dudes out in space mm-hmm. and letting them fly. And so, to me, I don't know. I think this Huntsville defense is... Uh, I think they're really, really special. Yeah, and you just wonder if this defense is good enough to take Huntsville all the way to a title game. I mean, it's it looked it's looked the part last week. Because look at how Hunt. I mean, comparing scores is a dangerous thing. It is. But if Huntsville plays Marshall, Fort Bend Marshall next week, there's no reason why Huntsville can't win that game. No, absolutely not. They uh, they showed it by their performance against Manville and that they can they can and, play with anybody. And by the way, and we were having this conversation out out in the bullpen. So I saw Alito this week. I saw Alito play Lucas Lovejoy, and it was really no contest. Um, Alito's incredible. But the thing about Alito... Shocking. The thing about Alito, yes, Jace McClellan's great, but it's not Jace McClellan that makes them great. It's their offensive line. Yeah. They have a college football offensive it's line. It's an elite offensive it line. It is an elite offensive line. And so you want to talk about a matchup? Huntsville's a matchup yeah. for them. Yeah. Because Tavondre yeah. Sweat and that big defensive front and... A quarterback in a quarterback in Rodney Southern, or not Rodney, Matthew, Matthew Southern. Southern. Yeah. Rodney's the coach. I'm sure Rodney would like to get out there and sling yeah. it, but yeah. Matthew Southern, who's been really good this year, and I think has has, has really grown as it, as the season gone on. That's a matchup for Alito. Marshall, on the other hand, is a team that is just a flat out burner team. They are a team that is going to cut the brakes and get their guys out in space. Fascinating matchup, eight o'clock yeah. Saturday at the Star. Another thing, keeping uh, another little tidbit in this game: Rodney Southern, former Marshall head coach, took Marshall oh, wow. to two state title games in the early two thousands. I did not know that. So there's some ties there with the Rodney Southern and Marshall. Well. The other, the other thing I'll say about this, and I, not to ruin my picks video, go watch it on TexasFootball.com. Thank you. This is the first time these these kids have been on this stage. Marshall has not been, played a third round playoff game since 2015. Yeah, when these lost kids, the Lone Star. These kids were freshmen. Yeah. That was a good Marshall team. Not incredible. It was good. It was a good Marshall team, yeah. Huntsville hasn't been this far since 1990. Yeah, it's been a while. 1990. Now, playing at NRG, I think, does help. They yes. played at NRG last week, and so, you know, the star won't overwhelm them. But the stage is bigger, and the spotlight is bigger. Each and round. you And you wonder between the ears. So, I'm taking... Much longer road trip for Huntsville yes. this week. Marshall's used to the long road trips. They, they went to Houston last week. Huntsville's got the long road trip this week, so it'll be interesting to see how that goes. So I am taking Marshall and Huntsville in a really fun game Saturday night at the Ford Center in Frisco. And finally, your fifth and final pick. I'm going up to Dimmit for a 2A Division One matchup between the Panhandle Panthers mm-hmm. and the New Deal Lions. Uh Panhandle's got the dude, Braden Durst. Dude, who, that kid's been stupid. I mean, the last two years, he's been just unbelievable in, in you know, six touchdowns last week in a 55-20 win over Winters. But, man, this New Deal team, what 64 to – they dismantled a really good Stanford team 64-6 to yes. six last week. and, and That's a we, really good Stanford team. what's most impressive about New Deal is we talk about Jet Whitfield and D.K. Blaylock um, on the offensive side of the ball, but how about that New Deal defense holding yeah. that – holding Peyton Bethel, who, by the way, threw 13 touchdown passes in a game this 789 year. 789 and 13 in a game. Six points. Let's see if I can pull up a box score for that. That's that's pretty impressive to hold Stanford to six points. Um, is is their an, previous is an, their previous low? If you were interested, their previous low. They scored ninety in a game. They scored thirteen. They had not been held to single digits all year. They, they were held to thirteen against a three A 3A team in yes. Clyde. A three A really good three A team. This in Clyde. game was fifty to six at halftime. Yeah, it was over. New deal. 
Right now, New Deal is... They, is, held, they held Stanford to 157 yards. That offense, 157. That's All impressive. All passing, by the way. Zero rushing yards. Yeah. So, Durst is, Durst is more of a dual threat guy. Bevel's a pocket passer. So, Panhandle presents a different challenge because of Durst's ability to run the ball. But I just think that New Deal supporting cast, they just got too many weapons. They just come at you in waves. I think you're right. And, man, I mean, we're looking at potentially a New Deal San Saba state semifinal and two teams that have just been so dominant this year. That would be, that'd be a lot of fun. I'm into it. I'm really into yeah. it. Um, yeah, I think that's a great a great pick. And Panhandle's a team that's flown just under the radar because they've had just bad enough of a record. What are they, 9 and 9? Ten, 10 and 2. Ten and two, two losses are to Wellington and Childers. Good losses. Yeah. But, like, inevitably you go, like, if you have one loss or zero loss, people pay attention. When you get that second loss, people go, oh, okay, well, maybe yeah. not. They're a good team, but they're not. They're yeah, not elite. but this Panhandle team's legit. Yeah, and, Durst is fun to watch. And if they can crack the code on this New Deal offense, or defense, rather, and they can turn this into a shootout, this could get real fun in a hurry. Yeah, and I think, honestly, these are the two best teams in 2A Division One, Region One. I think this yeah. is your de facto regional title I think you're game. right, because the other game is, uh, what is it? West Texas and Sundown, yeah. who yeah. New, Deal beat, New Deal beat Sundown 61-19. They to smothered 19. them, yeah. yeah. So I think, you're, I think you're right. That's a great pick. Finally, <laughs> with the tenth and final pick, um, how did this game fall, man? I don't know, man. These guys—they don't know what they're doing. Is there a picture of a mask on Twitter? For I'm this telling game? you. So it's Katie and Galena Park North Shore. This game is when Friday seven night o'clock at NRG. At NRG. Um, and also on Texan Live. First, let me tell you. So the computer rankings believe that these are not just. The two best teams in 6AD1. They're not just the two best teams in 6A. The computer believes these are the two best teams in the state. Um, and the computer has this as an eight-point game for North Shore. So if if we were so if you if you wanted the BCS to come back right, and we used the DCTF computer as the de facto BCS, this would be our national title game. Is this one? Uh, of course, we already have a data point here. This was back in week one, way back in August, um, which seems so crazy. North Shore and Katy played at Legacy Stadium in Katy, and North Shore beat Katy, and they beat them up. To be real honest, they beat them resoundingly. Yeah, the final score I don't think indicates no. how dominant North it was, Shore was. The final was thirty-five twenty-one, but I want to see if I can pull up this box score. I think it was thirty-five fourteen late. It sure looks like it was. Uh, I can pull that up. It was twenty-eight four. It, no, it, it was twenty-eight seven, then twenty-eight fourteen, and then North Shore scored uh, with about five minutes left to really ice it to make it thirty-five thirty-five. Oh yeah, it was thirty-five fourteen. Yeah. Ended up being a thirty-five twenty-one garbage time touchdown. Um, this was a dominant effort from North Shore, and I, um, I mean, more, most importantly, they held. Um, this is kind of crazy. They say held. They held DeAndre Glass at just 148 yards. They kept it out of the yeah. end zone. Okay. And I buy that Katie is better than they were in week one. Yeah. Because Gary Joseph coaches them up. I think their defense has improved. And Bronson McClellan was a, was really a sophomore. It yes. was his real first varsity start. I mean, he played as a freshman. This is his first, his first varsity start. He's now played 12 games as a sophomore. He has improved. Yes. The whole team has improved. I think there's no doubt about that. I don't know if they've made up the difference, and that's the question. Yeah, that's, because that's the, million because question the other there. thing is, I think North Shore's improved too. 
I think North Shore is playing better now than they were in their first couple of weeks. And what was nice about North Shore last week is they had to play for a little bit longer. They, 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 they had to play because Dickinson scored some points in the second quarter. Mm-hmm. North Shore had to play their starters into the fourth quarter. They did. So they got to play almost yeah, it was, it was it, They were up 21 nothing at the end of the first. 21 nothing at the end of the first. And then did it, get, <coughs> yeah, it got to – so it got to 28 nothing. 28 nothing, and then it got to 35-7, and then 35-14 – 42-21. Yeah. Like, they got up, and it ne- like they were never in danger, I want to be clear. No, but it was just close enough. Just close enough that you had to do it. And they had to play some starters in yeah. the... For- in the, in the you Zach know. Evans had, like, double-digit carries for once. For once. He had, like, 15 carries, I think. My question is, and again, but here's the other thing about this, is, is there's so many storylines here. North Shore is, I think, un- I don't think there's any doubt that North Shore has to be the favorite in this game. Absolutely. They have to be the favorite. They've earned that. But from a... But from a taking care of business historically in the playoffs perspective, I don't think literally anyone in the state is as good as Katie. Because Katie goes in and they take care of their business. They go in and they win the game. And North Shore has largely been great, but not necessarily perfect. uh, Two years ago, Mm -hmm. perfect example, two years ago, North Shore beats Katie in the third round. Next week loses to Tascacita. Yep. North Shore has had playoff slip-ups. Yes. So that's a little bit concerning because at money time, you tend to lean towards Katie here. Yes. At money time. But North Shore's been so dominant, and they have not shown any signs of letting up this year that you're like, well, it's a, it's a really fascinating matchup. I think I, I'm not, the winner of this game is playing in Arlington. I think the winner of this game goes to State. Interesting. So you think, think you think, think the winner? The, so the winner of this game, I, I I think it's entirely fair to say the winner of this game wins the region. Yeah, a task to see the side fair is a, a nice game, but I don't think either of those teams are on these levels. I think the winner is the winner of this game beats Judson or Lake Travis. I think this year. I think you're probably true. I think I you're think probably the right. Winner of this game is playing in Arlington. Probably the, the winner. The winner of this game is probably playing Allen. Yep. Maybe we get Katie Allen. We have, we have we've been waiting for Katie Allen for so long. We've been we've, teased forever. We've never talked. We have not mentioned Kate, the possibility of Katie versus Allen once because this of year. the specter of North Shore. Yeah, and because of what happened in Week One. Yeah. Because even if you want to dream and you want to say, you know what, maybe Katie can do it. Maybe they can't. You have this data point that yes. is just screaming at you from Week One, which is that North Shore went to Katie in the opener and they. Dominated yes, them. Yes, they, they controlled that game. They controlled the game. the game from stem to stern. Yeah. And that is, to me, the interesting thing here. Um, so I'm really fascinated by this game. I think it's closer, for sure. I agree with that. I agree. You know what? I actually totally agree with the computer. The computer has this North Shore as an eight-point favorite. That feels exactly right. North Shore, 35-27. Right. Something like that. 28-20. But I, I don't think there's any doubt that North Shore has to be the favorite in this one. Um, but we've been stunned before. We've been stunned in this in the playoffs. Yeah, it happens all the time. It so, and it's Katie. Would we really be that stunned? No. We'd be surprised. I told Craig Way this on the on the radio yesterday. I told him, I can't believe I'm saying Name this. dropper. I, I know. Craig Way, uh, Texas Football Hall of Famer, my friend. Uh, <laughs> I told him, I said, I can't believe I'm saying this. I would be surprised if Katie won this playoff game. But I would. Yeah. I would. But you wouldn't be stunned. I wouldn't be stunned. That's the difference. That's the difference. So. Uh, that's our draft. Step took Longview Vandergrift, Corpus Christi Vets versus Mission Vets, Silsby Giddings, Goalie at Yoakum, Panhandle New Deal. I took Shiner, Refurio, Brock Wall, Midlothian Heritage, Carthage, Huntsville, Marshall, and Katie in Galena Park. Covered the whole state there. We I think sure a little, did. A little piece of every a little state. A little bit everywhere. Did we, did we have a Metroplex game? What? 
Midlothian Heritage. Midlothian Heritage. Heritage. Yeah, that's a, yeah. That's a DFW it's a Metropolitan team. team. Yeah. Uh, yes. Okay. Uh, normally, we'd do our hipster game of the week. There's really no mm-hmm. hipster games. No. Um, Abernathy and Tulia. How about that? Sean Kelly. Sure. Yeah. Sean Kelly and uh, uh, Kai Basildua. Kyle Basildua, and then you get uh, 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 Bryson Daly. Bryson Daly. Yeah. That's a funny game. That's good enough. That's yeah. good I'll enough go Garrison St. Augustine. Yeah. Uh, if you've ever heard of uh, Sebastian Porter, uh, oh, that, dude. that dude is. I've seen Garrison. They are fun to watch. They are big against, and physical. Against and another big and physical team in St. Augustine. Yeah. It should be a fun game in Deep East Texas. Yes. All right. So, so there's, a, there's a couple of hipster games for you. I am, as I mentioned a little bit earlier, I'm kind of on house arrest. Um, You'll be watching games online, though, are I'll you? be watching games. So I'm guessing Friday night you're, you're going to be watching Katie North Shore? Uh, Friday night I'll be in the studio. I'll be in. I'll be, oh, yeah, so we have one right. more week of Fox. Is it Friday or Saturday this week? Uh, Friday. Okay. So Friday scoreboard. You'll be scoreboard. keeping an eye on Katie North Shore while you're doing 100 I'll have it streaming on my computer. Um, but Or, in fact, maybe. Ooh, I'm going to talk to one of my producers. I'm going to see. Because there there's TVs off, off air. I'm going to see if maybe they could have, have one for me. That would be just Katie North Shore. Although, they could, it, that could very reasonably be 35 3 at halftime. And I'll be like, you could turn it off. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So, what are your travels this weekend? All right. So, Thursday night. It can't uh, possibly be crazier than last week. No. Last week was about the crazy. I was literally Saturday night exhausted um, because of that. And then, by the way, the traffic, it took me six and a half hours to get back from Houston to Fort Worth on Bar. Sunday because of 45. That's another story. I was pretty tired last week, I'll, mm. I'll admit. Uh, this week is not near as crazy. Uh, Thursday, I will be at the Star. The Star. For what I think is going to be an absolute street fight, Paris and Waco La Vega. Yeah, man. I'm here for that. That's going to be fun. And I'm here for pregame at Connie Rosso. Let me, ask, let me ask you a question. I need to talk to Max and see if he's going to get the company card out and buy Connie Rosso. Let me ask you a question. Are you willing to go out on the limb and say that the winner of Paris and, uh, and La Vega plays for a title? Uh, no, I don't trust Paris that much. Um, <laughs> against, against a team like Argyle? Yeah, I don't trust them against Argyle, but La Vega, yeah. I, I think if La Vega wins, I think, yeah. I'm you think they're going to beat Argyle next yeah, week? I think La Vega beats Argyle. That's interesting. I think Paris can beat La Vega, but I just don't trust them week in, week out. Yeah, to win. that's fair. Uh, and I, I'm wondering if I, lost my, if I used my Paris card with the win over uh, Kennedale. <laughs> I called that, and I, people thought I was crazy. And no, you weren't. They dominated yeah. Canada, man. Yeah. Uh, so that's Thursday night. So, uh, Max, if you're listening, pregame at Connie Rosso. Let's do it. Then uh, Friday, I'm hanging out with Max and Ish again on Friday because we are going to Mineral Wells in the swag wagon. Man, the Ram Stadium. The Armadillo. Armadillos. Uh, and eat chick- eat, we're going to eat Chicken Express in the press box at Mineral Wells uh, for San Saba and Celeste. Do you think that? Do you think that people are underrating San Saba simply because of their mascot? They shouldn't. That I think they're looking at that. They're like, oh, that's cute. They're the armadillos. I'm excited to see them and, and see they're how. They're legit. They, I mean, they've, they haven't been challenged yet this year. No. And, by, and I think they're going to win the region. So, huh? I mean, they're, they're, I think they're favorites over Celeste, and they'll be favorites next week. So, yeah. super excited to see San Saba in person. And then Saturday morning, I'm getting up and hopping on a, a plane and going to South, San Antonio mm-hmm. for the triple header at the Alamo Dome. Uh, Saturday at noon, San Antonio Brandeis, Brownsville, Hannah. Mm-hmm. Second time seeing, I, I think I might be the only person in Fort Worth who's seen Brownsville, Hannah play twice this year. <laughs> that's the that's weird, weird brag. That's the that's the weirdest flex you've ever had. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Saturday at four, uh, probably won't be a close game, but it's a chance for me to see Lake Travis and Garrett Wilson as they take on Westlaco. Yeah, that Westlaco crowd will be fun though. They'll be they'll be fun for about ten minutes, and then yeah. it'll be twenty-one nothing. I mean, look. 
I'm here for Westlaco pulling the miracle off, yeah. but look, we're going to be, I'm going to be very honest, it would be a miracle. A miracle. Hannah over Brandeis is not a miracle. It would be a, a shocking result and a stunner. That's like a, that's like a, that's like a, Hanover is like 15%, right? 15% chance that yeah, Hannah beats be like, them. Yeah, I'd be whoa, that's a big upset. It's like 1%. Westlaco, less than 1%. <laughs> Westlaco over Lake Travis would be a his, historical upset. Yeah. Like, I'm talking one of the biggest upsets from a point spread perspective. It would be like a, it would be like a, what if I told you, 30 for 30. Mm-hmm. They, they might do a 30 for 30 on <laughs> it. Uh, and then Saturday night, uh, I talked about it, uh, Corpus Christi Veterans versus Mission Veterans. Hell yeah. So it's going to be a lot it's of fun it. in San Antonio. And Landry Gilpin on the fast track. I am, ugh. I'm excited. I, I've seen Mission Vets play two years ago, um, so I haven't seen Landry in a, in a while, but man, I, I know he's fun to watch. Is I'm, that game I'm, on Texan Live? I don't think it is. No. So... One of the other there, – there is a Rio Grande Valley uh, group that live streams games. Uh, I don't know if I can name drop them or not. Mm, uh, then don't. But – oh, and they're not like a competitor I or know, anything. But, but you don't know if you can – yeah. yeah. But I'll, I'll tell you off here. No, it doesn't look – although they will have Allen in the Woodlands. Um, yeah. Georgetown Shadow Creek. That's a game. Georgetown Shadow Creek. Okay. I'm interested. Are you interested in that on Saturday? I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued because – Are you watching high school football or Texas OU on Saturday? High school football. Um, <laughs> the because is there a decent Saturday slate on Texan Live? Let's see. I got you here. Saturday. Um, let me make sure of this twelve one. I know Friday's big. Allen the Woodlands. Okay. Uh, Georgetown Shadow Creek, which That's, I'm interested in because it's a one o'clock kick. One o'clock kick. Okay. Shadow Creek has one hundred percent played with their food through their first two playoff games, and Georgetown is just sound enough mm-hmm. that if they play with their food, they'll get beat. Yeah. Georgetown, Georgetown's always there, man. Yeah. There's always Ish, there. Ish compared him as called him the Wisconsin of high school football. There's always there. Yeah. Oh, here they are. Mm-hmm. Um, Cy Fair Tascacita, which is interesting, albeit I think I'd like for I saw Tascacita and I was pretty impressed. I'd be I, you, what, is that a six, six o'clock kick? That's a two o'clock kick. Okay. Energy. If if, if uh, Shadow Creek gets up on Georgetown, switch over Might to that switch one. Over yeah, that. Tascacita is a fun team. To watch. Um, three o'clock Midway and Klein Oak. I think That's Midway interesting. Rolls. Midway, I think Midway rolls. Yeah. Klein Oaks defense scares me. Yeah. Um, Katie Tompkins and Beaumont Westbrook. Okay, good for Katie. What a year for Katie Tompkins. Yeah, that, man. that's a fun game. That's a fun. I don't game. know if either of those that's, teams are that's, title that's contenders. A, that's a pointsy game. It's Very a fun p- game. That would be entertaining to watch. It's a Big Twelve game. Yeah. Um, what are your Todd McVeigh? Is that the coach there? Yes, Todd. McVay. Man, uh-huh. they were zero nine last year. Man, and they are in a gosh dang regional semifinal yeah. with a gosh dang shot. That's impressive. What's the six o'clock game? Seven, uh, seven o'clock. Yoakum and Goliad. I oh, will that's be. On, that's on. That's I will Texan be Live? locked. TF oh, man, in. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, I watch that from the press box at the Alamo Dome. Longview Vandegrift is on at six. That's that's a fun one. Uh, uh, and that's it. That's it. Okay. That's pretty good. That's a pretty good night slate on Texan Life. Um, yeah, that's free advertising for a po- on a podcast you play, pay for. But yes, I will make sure that my overlords at Fox have a TV for me. Uh, like so, when you're at the desk, I'll give you a little bit of TV stuff. Uh, at the, at the desk, if you look closely, there there are TVs like embedded in the desk that you can have there that I never use, but are supposed to be for like when you're reading highlights. I'm gonna have them change that to North Shore and and and, and Katie, Absolutely. just so I can watch that one. Also, another interesting game, um, another seven o'clock Friday night game. And we're just talking about all the games. We're just uh, giving up on the structure of this podcast. East Chambers and Yo. Um. East Chambers has just decided, why don't we just score all the points? Yeah, let's just score. <laughs> we'll we'll just keep scoring. <laughs> that seems fun. Uh, I don't think they can stop anybody, and I don't think they can stop Yo. And Yo's going to get like three stops, and it's going to be over. But it'll be interesting. That game's on Texan Live, too. 
Well, Tompkins and Westbrook's at the, the other NRG game Saturday. Yeah, you, you got a nice slate on Saturday night. Even you know, right usually now. Saturday night's light. You got Tompkins, Westbrook, Longview, Vandergrift, and uh, Goliad Yoakum. I mean, we didn't even mention Fort Bend Marshall and Port Natchez Grove, which is like the best quarterback matchup in the state. Yeah, holy cow! It's a good week. Oh my god, I love this time of year. It's anyway, great. It's wonderful. Every game's a banger. Thanks for being a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider and dealing with our nonsense. Um, love you lots. Remember, Max will be probably be in for me next week, uh, but I'll be back after that. Uh, so, yeah, thank you for being a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. And, Step, thank you for your courage. Thank you. Go out to some games this week. We'll see you next week on Tap and Step. Mm-hmm.